We're getting a lot of comments. You guys are loving the drilling down and the details on each one of these items. Shelby and I have years and years of prepping experience. We have thoughts on this. And you guys are getting a ton of great information out of it, which is what we live for. When disaster strikes, will you be prepared? This is Prepping 2.0 with authors and prepping experts, Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Online at prepping2-0.com. Get ready. Prepping 2.0 coming in three. Two, one. Welcome, everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher over here at Prepping 2.0, joined today by my partner on the show and partner in life, Glenn Tate. Well, and I will say joined not only today, but joined every day. Yep. It's kind of cool. Even days we don't record. I know. It's crazy. I like crazy. being married to you. And we're fun. Yeah. <laughs> I like you. Well, anyway, <laughs> let's get down to business, doggone it. We are continuing our list of the top 100 things with some detail. We get into some color commentary. Top 100 things that go the quickest in a collapse, which is available. The list is available at prepping2-0.com. And look on the right side, about midway down, it says the new list of 100 things that go the fastest. The reason we're doing this, you guys, is that you like it. We're getting a lot of comments. You guys are loving the drilling down and the details on each one of these items. Shelby and I have years and years of prepping experience. We have thoughts on this and you guys are getting a ton of great information out of it, which is what we live for. Well, and especially right now, two key things have are going on or are happening that it caused us to want to do this kind of deep dive on this list. One is the list was recently updated by the creators of the list, mm-hmm. which is great. And number two, we are on the precipice. Precipice. I love that word. Mm-hmm. Precipice. We're standing on the edge of of super major crazy inflation. We're already seeing it. We've mm-hmm. had a show on that. But I, I want folks to hear this as a shopping list and get her done. Because, of course, if you listen to our inflation shows um, or you live through the 70s, um, you know what we're talking about. Get stuff now to the extent you can. You know, don't go into crazy debt or anything. Get stuff now because you're going to get it for cheaper than it will be later. And so there's two aspects to that. One is the inflation part that we just mentioned. The second one is disruptions in supplies. Um, things that you want, um, I'll make this up, uh, uh, cigarette lighters, uh, fire starter lighters, may not be available because there may be some little part that's made in China on some mechanism and there, there are no big lighters for six weeks. And so it's a combination of getting it cheap and getting it actually physically getting it. And that's why this list matters. And the other cool thing about this list is it's it's this kind of potpourri, or as mm-hmm. I thought when I was growing up, potpourri. I think most of us did too. Potpourri. Potpourri. Um, <laughs> potpourri of of things, and it's kind of interesting. If you don't mind me saying, listeners, it's kind of I think interesting to listen to because you go from uh, writing paper and pads to insulated ice chests to work boots and to and women's makeup. Yeah, and so we're constantly because it's on the list this way coming up with new things to talk about. And so thank you for commenting, by the way, Patreons in particular got a hold of me and said, one of them said it was funny. He's like, I didn't know if I would be very interested in, you know, a multi-part series of you guys reading off a list of stuff that people in Bosnia said was important. But I totally get now that each one of these items has a little story behind it and I'm learning more about each one of them. So we're very excited to be able to bring this to you. This has been a long time mm-hmm. in in planning. We've been waiting for a chunk of time to uh, to do this list and now is the time. Oh, and we're just oozing all kinds of yeah. time these days. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and I wanted to jump in here and give a quick little update. So moving for yes. us is going to jump into high gear, which is why you're yep. going to hear a little... I don't know, upbeatness yes, in Shelby's voice. Yes, Shelby's voice day. My last day of work was today. Mm-hmm. So freedom. Yeah. Well, there's that. And then we we do not sit on our laurels no. at the Tate Gallagher house. We don't even have laurels what to sit those? upon. We don't even, we don't know. even have So laurels. last day of work was today. Tomorrow we go pick up the truck. May I give folks a little bit of interesting insight into the truck? And I've mentioned this before. So this I'll is do interesting. The, sh- the short version. I go on to the U-Haul website and I'm like, okay, so we're going to pick it up in Western Washington where we live and we're going to drop it off in Missoula. Seven, uh, no, $9,000. 
I'm like, wow, 26 foot truck. That's wow. a lot. That's, that's a lot of coins. That's how much Joel's used car that we yeah. bought for him was. That's a whole bunch of money. So then I said, well, I bet you. And and he's making it sound happy. And this was a stressful oh, afternoon. Yeah. This was three hours of pure high blood pressure in the Tate Gallagher household. I get mostly, that way. mostly, mostly I'm, me. <laughs> yes. So I thought, well, you know what? If my theory is correct, Shelby and my theory is correct, that everybody and their dog is relocating from blue states to red states, they're probably using well, moving and, vans. And one of the things another company that we talked to yeah. said, that there are yeah. no moving vans in your state. Yeah, in our there are fleet. no 26-foot moving vans in the state of Washington in our inventory. And I was like, that's crazy. So our theory was that, that all the moving vans were pooled up and sitting in a parking lot in Montana and Idaho and Wyoming and Texas and all these other places, right? And they need them. They need them back, yeah. right? So I, on a lark, uh, looked up. Uh, if we pick it up in Spokane and we drop it off near where we live, uh, what would it cost? Okay, so to, to recap, $9,000 versus da, 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 da. $399. Now, we added on some stuff, some hand trucks and some insurance and some other and stuff. And they gave us a little coupon. They gave us, they were giving us, they were, and I talked to, I talked to the, the, the lady uh, who was re, uh, reserving or confirming the reservation. And I said, by the, I mentioned the 9000 versus 399 She goes, oh, yeah, we need people to bring them back. It costs us a lot of money to send people out and drive them back so here. So for those of you who yeah. are paying the $9,000. Oh, sorry. You're, pay, what, you're not paying for moving. You're paying yeah. them to employ somebody to bring it back. To bring it back. So. I, let me recap though. This is a not. This is a slight inconvenience to us. I'm not. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say medium because we're going to spend a whole day tomorrow getting it, and then we're going to spend Spokane. another day bringing it back to Washington State and going back to Montana. Right. So Which, but, two days, some gas. But this, this eight thousand plus dollars. Are you this, kidding me? This move is ongoing this summer, so yeah. we were already going to be coming back to Western Washington. Yeah. So to bring it back, that's not the skin off the nose. Yeah. It's the going to Spokane. Hey, one day of traveling and maybe a couple hundred dollars. Two in days, gas. but yeah. Well, no, we, got... I, we are. We would still be coming back. Oh, you're bring, right. So I count yeah, tomorrow right. the trip right. to Spokane. My bad. Really, this it's okay, baby. You've got, okay, you've got all kinds of reasons to be okay. But going to Spokane and coming back in a day for a few hundred dollars and one day of inconvenience is worth nine thousand dollars to me. And for a few hundred dollars of gas and yeah. saving eight thousand plus dollars. That's crazy. Eighty five hundred bucks. We're going to save. So remember that when you yeah, think about exactly. This. That's and, the point of the story yes. is, hey, everybody, look at see if there's um, a way to pick it up in a red state or even Spokane is near a red state. It's not exactly. even in a, in a red state. If you can pick it up in places where they have too many moving vans and you can drop it off it where you're coming from or. I don't know, heck, somewhere else, some other blue state, you're going to save thousands and thousands of dollars. So for those of you listening, and especially Patreons who have, who support us financially, Glenn and Shelby just made you $8,000. You can thank us later. There you go. Whew. Whew. So we're excited. So we're, we're excited. We're going to start in on, our, well, let me jump in and give a really quick shout out to one of our great sponsors, Numana Foods. Love these folks. And we're taking a whole bunch of new man of food with us to oh Montana. My gosh. We don't goof around here. No. We 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 eat we, we practice what we preach. We eat what we well, preach. I don't know what you say. We eat what we prep. Whoa. So there you go. New Man of Foods. Encourage you to go check out all of our sponsors on our Friends and Affiliates tab on our website, prepping2-0.com. New Man of Foods specializes in bulk freeze-dried food. It's it's meant it's not meant to be backpacking, camping sort of single serving. These are bulk things to put away in your deep preps. Use the coupon code PREP lowercase at checkout. You get ten percent off your order. And this is one of those things. Inflation's gonna hit that market pretty good here pretty soon. So let's you get You betcha. Let's get started. Yeah. Okay, Shelby will taking will be taking odds and I will be taking evens. Number forty three. I checked with our experts. Number 43 is an odd number. So I got that going. Very good. So that would be yours, dear. So uh, just reading off the list here, writing paper, pads, notebook, pencils, solar calculators. I don't know how solar... Have you ever played that game as a kid? One of these things is not like the others. Yeah. <laughs> solar calculators Pop, for the win. Pop quiz, Glenn. So yeah, uh, solar, solar calcul calculators are not like the others. Yeah, so you have all these paper products and then solar calculators. Basically, things that you need to to keep track of things, whether it be to, yeah. Go ahead. Two thoughts on this. Number yes. one, 
you're going to be using paper and pencil. Oh my goodness. Um, for, for millennials and Gen Z's, pencils are these wooden things with a piece of lead in the middle, but don't worry, it's not the poisonous kind of lead. And they have a little red thing on the end that makes whatever you wrote go away. It's called an eraser. So well, anyway. and it's not, it's not your cell phone, which will most phone. likely be unavailable. And that's my point. The reason you're going to need paper and pencil and pads and all of these things is a lot of computers um, either won't be there. The grid will be down. Electricity will be scarce. Um, Using a cell phone could get you a drone strike. I mean, there are a million Mm -hmm. reasons not to use electronics. Um, And number two, and nobody ever thinks of this part of it except Glenn and Shelby. Mm -hmm. The other reason paper and pencil are going to be important, more important than they are now, is that you're going to have a lot less stuff that you need to keep track of. What am I talking about? You're not gonna need your phone and the calculator and the electrons that tell you you need to go pick up Sally from soccer practice. Because guess what? The soccer field at which soccer practice used to occur is now a mass burial ground, okay? There's not gonna be any soccer like practice. A, that sounds like something out of a book I read. It does, it does. There's not gonna be any soccer practice. You're gonna need to keep track of things, little things, uh, inventories of, of food. Maybe you keep a list of barter stuff Stuff, like what you, you know, you, you gave somebody this and they're going to give you this, whatever it may be. Uh, solar calculators, I think, are handy without electricity. There's another use, a specialized use, if you will, for pads and a specific kind of pen. And that is for tactical gear, for kit. And trust me, you you won't appreciate this until you actually go out in the woods with kit and try to, like, talk on the radio and do things. You're going to realize really quickly you absolutely need a little three by five, you know, sized notepad and because you're going to be writing down things, a lot of things, call signs, directions, coordinates, lists of stuff you're supposed to bring. All these things you never used a notepad for. All of a sudden you need to use a notepad for and, and, and a thought about notepads is more than a thought. This is a very serious suggestion. Um, if you are like us and you lived, oh, lived past tense in a rainy place, you can't just have regular old notepads and pens because they'll get wet. Or you just have to damp. have, yeah, write in the rain, which is R I T E in the rain, is a company that makes for real legit waterproof notepads and waterproof pens and they're paired together. You can get them on Amazon or anywhere else. Write in the rain. Absolutely get yourself a bunch of those pads and a bunch of those pens and everybody on your team that's wearing kit, every tactical person. By the way, this isn't limited to tactical stuff. It's good to have in your pocket if you're driving around. You got to have these things. And so once again, this list of things that would be easily overlooked is number one on a list. And number two is a platform for us to tell stories about, you know, yeah, I was out in the rain and I was trying to write down frequencies and it was a big mushy ball of grossness, the the notepad that wasn't waterproofed. So this is why we do the list and this is why you guys are loving the list. So I believe, unless you have something to add to I that, do. my dear. I do, two things to add to this. So this is that time of year, school is almost out and school will start hopefully in a couple of months this is when Good kids point. kids in schools are going to bring home all their stuff from their desk they're un- like Joel brought to me some uh, notebook paper and he goes what should I do with this I might like, put that in my desk mm-hmm. all that stuff keep and all the pencils that they want to throw out I have a big just like shopping bag of just pens and, pa- and writing utensils all those ones that would typically be thrown away and then get ready because at the beginning of school seriously pencils for a penny back to school is coming up so that's a good time to get these things super duper cheap so very good point thank mm-hmm. you I never thought of that see but between the two of us we come up with all kind. we, we cover the waterfront we're a good team yeah I think so uh, number 44, and uh, our experts um, just texted me and said that 44 is an even number, so I'll be taking that All righty. Thank you, experts. We couldn't do it without you. Um, insulated ice chests. Uh, so, you know, if you have $400, maybe you want to buy a Yeti, or if you have $400, maybe you want to buy- <gasps> You said the word that everyone, that kind of sparks people. I know, There's controversy around about Yeti. About 2A stuff We're just Yeti. going to let that well, go. I, my point was, you know, if you have a Yeti, great. That's cool. I'm happy for you. Um, I think they're kind of overpriced. There's been a renaissance, as our French mm-hmm. friends say, in the ice cooler market in the past couple of years. There are now a lot of really good ice coolers that keep 
stuff cold and and even frozen for days and days just been a giant leap in technology it's kind of like with flashlights they've gone from oh my goodness 50 lumens to now if it's not a thousand lumens and you can't signal the space shuttle then it's like you know not good enough so ice coolers there's been a ton of developments if you have an old one or an old couple of them that you've had for 10 years go out and look at ice coolers because they're really good basically what happened was everybody tried to build a yeti it was as good as a Yeti for less than $400, which was not hard to do, by the way. Mm-hmm. So there's a ton of them. Why do you need them? It's pretty obvious. There's going to be a lack of refrigeration. You're maybe going to have to be mobile and, and taking cold things, food probably, meat probably, to some other place. So you're going to need ice coolers. Um, and, and as we say so often, if it's on this list, it's important. If people figured out. That it was really important. And uh, and they mentioned on the list something that's pretty smart that I hadn't actually thought of. Ice coolers also keep things from freezing in the winter. So not only do they keep things cool or cold in the spring, summer, and fall, they keep things from freezing in the winter. And uh, another cool thing is they don't take up a lot of space because while they do take up a lot of space, you can fill them up with stuff, put stuff in them so they don't you know really take up a ton of space. Well, I think next is number 45, and that would be yours. So what do you think about that? Well, can I add a little bit to I the cooler thing? I think you should. Thing? I'm just kind of going through the list here and double-checking, and I and I think I'm right, so please don't correct me if I'm not right. Um, we went through this with the COVID uh, craziness is the lack of freezers. And I think oh, free- yeah. that's, let's do a little talk about the mm-hmm. cousin to, to insulated chest. Cause the suggestion there is it, they're good to use in case, really in case you lose electricity and your freezer and all of us, me included, have stuff in a freezer. The whole world tried to buy a freezer during COVID and they're still kind of a little scarce, mm-hmm. but not like they were. Um, I will, I recommend using ice chests if you need to. If you have a chest freezer, though, that chest or upright freezer that's not working because there's a lack of electricity, that thing, that appliance by itself is already an insulated cooler. Mm-hmm. I want you to think about that already for that use. You need to be careful about things growing inside of it, just like any cooler. And we just went through this and we're going to go through it again. How to how to move a chest freezer full of very valuable food over 400 miles and keep it cold. Well, we we figured it out. We talked to some people. First of all, chest freezer, this is good to know, will keep things frozen for three days. The, the rule is three days. Without electricity. Without electricity and don't open it. Mm-hmm. So... We um, plugged it. We would load up a freezer. We have onto a, a, onto a trailer. Onto a trailer. <laughs> We've done this recently. We have more freezers and refrigerators to get through. We have a ton of Ooh, freezers full of beef. And um, plug it in because we're not going to unplug it until we go. Unplug it. So we kept it plugged in. We loaded it in the evening, and we were going to leave in the morning. Yeah. We kept it plugged in overnight. So it looks. And then we unplugged it right before we left. And I'm going to agree. It looks really redneck plugged in the driveway, sitting on oh, a trailer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we go driving. And as soon as we get there, I find an outdoor plug and I plug it in again until we're ready to unload it. And it works fine. We have three freezers so far that we have. Freezer onlys and then we have freezers on top of fridges. Yes. So three, three Three dedicated freezers freezers have moved that way. Mm -hmm. And many of you know, there was a recent breakdown where I was stranded in very toasty, hot central Washington with a freezer in the back of a trailer. Plug that bad boy in and. I was really afraid that we were going to lose thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. The chest freezer stayed cold because it was mm-hmm. plugged in. But two, again, it's an insulator in and of itself. So, yes, get the chest, get the ice chest. But also don't forget that you have kind of a built in one mm-hmm. with the freezer. So that's a lot of detail on that one. But I thought it was worth noting. So the next one, we're going to do number 45. I think this is something that if, if even if you're new to prepping, this doesn't surprise you that it's <laughs> on the list. And. It's one of these things. I think this coming winter, it's going to get very scarce. <clears throat> Work boots, belts, <coughs> Levi's, and durable shirts cannot go wrong with any one of those things. I encourage you to think about getting just some rugged, working, quality clothing so that you can be outside and be warm. You can be outside and not worry about if you're wearing... I mean, I wear cheap jeans, but I, th- I, I know if I'm going to go outside and do some heavy-duty work, I, the very good possibility they're going to get torn very easily. I'm going to say work boots, you know, anything that's a good leather work boot. Belts, Levi's, Levi's Carhartts, 
cards are spending. They're going to get spendier. Mm-hmm. This is the time of year they're on clearance. And durable shirts. Honestly, where do we get our durable shirts? Typically Costco. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts on that, Glenn? Oh, I have a variety of thoughts on this. Of course, a couple things about the topic of uh, work boots and work clothes in general. Um, number one, you're going to be doing a lot more stuff outdoors, as we mentioned with uh, virtually every one of these items. You know, lose your normalcy bias and think, well, I don't wear Carhartts because I work in an office. Okay, your office is going to be on fire and you're going to be at home and a tree's going to fall down and you need to get it out of the driveway. Mm-hmm. So you're going to need to wear work clothes far more than you currently do. Uh, so keep that in mind. The other thing is a neat thing about work clothes is it allows you to blend in with everybody else. That is to say, if all you have are, let's say you work in an office, so you got suits, right? And then you have your prepping clothes, which are tactical gear, tactical clothes. Not awesome. I mean, it's good to have tactical stuff because you might need to use it. What you want to do is just blend in and look like everybody else and work clothes do a, a great job of that. So then breaking down each one of these items, work boots, Shelby was so right. Do not cheap out on footwear in general, but work boots in particular. The difference between a $70 pair of work boots and a $170 pair of work boots is um, a bunch of foot blisters and possible amputation. I'm, I'm somewhat kidding about the amputation. You can't, you can't cheap out on boots. If you need to get one really good pair, then do it. Um, and uh, I personally love Danner boots. Uh, they they're used or by the special operations community, and they have been for some time for a good reason. I particularly like the Gore-Tex ones so that my feet stay dry and get to breathe, which is a big deal in Washington State. Um, so don't cheap out. Get yourself a really good pair of work boots, and then like everything else, almost everything else on this list, everything's a system. Work boots are a system. Part of the work boot system is breaking them in. There are going to be so many people that have work boots. Let's say you go and you get some Danners and you got this Danner box and it's been sitting in a closet for two years and then SHTF happens and you got to go wear them. And so you just put them on and you think it's going to work. You're in so much trouble. Your, your feet are going to hurt. Trust me. I've done, I've made this mistake. This is one of the things I can attest to mistake wise. And um, so break them in and just it's simple. You just walk around in them and, well, like in a fair the, when, amount, w- by the way. When you mow the lawn, when you are packing up a trailer, mm-hmm. when you are taking the dog for a walk, just wear them so that yeah. they mold to your feet and your feet get used to them. Oh, it's so important to break in boots. I, that is a big part of my third book that I wrote. Yes, exactly. Uh, exactly. You covered that well and you illustrated it well. Well, we have a couple minutes before the next segment and I wanted to tell some folks the listeners about Katie Armor, C-A-T-I, Come and Take It Armor. They make steel body armor. It's affordable. It's getting harder and harder to get, so get it now. If you use the coupon code GRANT, you'll save 10%, C-A-T-I, armor.com. And I'll do one more sponsorship mention, and that is Backwoods Home Magazine. We love it. It comes quarterly. Uh, just trust us. You're going to want it. And if you use the coupon code 6, the number 6, OFF, 6 OFF. You get six bucks off. And I think I'm going to do one more just for just for giggles. Minutemen Coffee. Love those oh, guys. Love they make the I Miss America blend, which is the official coffee of this show. And if you use the coupon code I Miss America, you get 15% off. Folks, we're going to be talking about at the other side of the break, lighting. Yes. Very important. We can make lighting interesting. Oh, and we will. Oh, we will. I'm going to let you know. Oh, yes, we will. Don't go away, folks. More of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher is coming right up. Hear all our previous shows free online at prepping2-0.com. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Looking to meet other like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own prepper group? Already have a group? Join PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet has gathered the biggest names in the industry to help unite preppers everywhere. Join John Jacob Schmidt, Scott Hunt, Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy, Glenn Tate, Shelby Gallagher, Charlie Hogwood, Samuel Culper, Survivor Jane, Rick Austin, Franklin Horton, Ryan Mitchell, and Brian Duff. Our team is united. Check us out at PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. PrepperNet.com. 
Shelby Gallagher here. We found that you need to layer your food preps. Yeah, this is Glenn Tate here. A lot of times the hardest part of layering is the long-term foods. We love Numana foods, which have a 25-year shelf life and are non-GMO. Also, organic meals are available. Numana comes in family-style portions and in bulk. This is not backpacking food. It's family meals that last for at least 25 years. The perfect freeze-dried part of your food layering. You can get a sample of Numana meals for $19.95 and see for yourself. You will be amazed. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount by entering the code PREP. Go to Numana.com or click the link on the Prepping 2.0 website. Give it a try. Numana.com. That is N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. When the grid goes down, darkness will descend fast. Used to be there was nothing you could do about an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, or CME, coronal mass ejection. Now you can protect your electronics, protect your family, thanks to EMP Shield. EMP Shield invented a simple to install device that prevents whatever's connected to it from frying in an EMP or CME, and it costs just a few hundred dollars. EMP Shield has been tested by independent laboratories and passed muster with the government, which has ordered lots of them. Google EMP Shield and see for yourself. And save some money. Get a $50 discount per device. Go to prepping2-o.com. Click on the Friends and Affiliates page, then click on the EMP Shield logo. At checkout, use coupon code PREPPING2.0. It's all one word. Abe Lincoln here. In 1773, patriots broke the chains of British tyranny by throwing tea into Boston Harbor. On that day, Americans began drinking coffee. We celebrate that event daily here at Minutemen Coffee. All men are created equal. (laughs) Coffee is not. Minutemen Coffee is roasted to perfection in small batches. Old, smooth, and never bitter. Shipped to you fresh daily. Whole bean, ground, or our patented pods. www.minutemencoffee.com Prepping 2.0 is about that next level of prepping. One of the key 2.0 items to have is bulletproof body armor plates. I used to think body armor was too tactical for a regular guy like me, but it isn't. Give yourself, your family, and your team an unfair advantage when bullets are flying. Body armor used to be expensive and hard to get. Not anymore. KD Armor, and that stands for come and take it, makes solid and affordable body armor for normal people. Get body armor while you can. The clowns in Congress are trying to prohibit future sales. KD Armor is the place to get it. C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount when you use the coupon code GRANT. Now, more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Welcome back, everybody. This is the second segment of the regular show of Prepping 2.0. So glad to have you. We're blazing along. We are blazing along this list. Three items. That's right. So I wanted to finish up a little bit on item number 45, which is work boots. And I say, in case you're joining us on radio and you didn't catch the first part, this is the top 100 things that go the quickest in a collapse, a list prepared by Bosnian survivors. And that list is available at our website, prepping2-0.com. And look for the thing that says the new 100 things that go the fastest. Item 45, we talked about work boots. It also mentions belts. Belts are really important. Uh, once again, maybe you don't wear belts a lot in your everyday life in the suburbs. You're going to, when SHTF happens, among other things, you're probably going to be packing a gun, whether it's concealed or open carry. Uh, belts are something also not to cheap out on. Um It says Levi's. Of course, those of us in the Patriot community don't buy Levi's anymore because they're a bunch of commies and support a bunch of commie causes. So I guess they just mean jeans. Um, Shelby alluded to this, and I would like to emphasize Mm -hmm. it. We are huge fans of Carhartt pants. Um, They are very tough. They are very thick. I had a chainsaw get a little squirrely. That was bad. and, And it cut up. My uh, Carhartts, but not my leg. Um, in some parts of the Carhartts, they have uh, double uh, knees. I mean, double material on the knees. Another cool thing about Carhartts to look into is that they have insulated ones for winter wear, and they have flannel in them, and they are really toasty. Another example, Carhartts are another example of something that maybe in your everyday life, in your, let's say, your suburban office job, Maybe you don't wear Carhartts because you're like, I don't know, I don't work on an oil rig. Why would I need Carhartts? Um, get some uh, or something similar. There, there are a variety of other good work, you know, jeans. 
get some because you're going to need them. And when, for example, you're handling a chainsaw, that's a terrible time to be wearing dockers because they're going to start mm. calling you stubby because you're going to cut your leg off. So um, don't be stubby in dockers. Get some Carhartts and, and get it done and spend a little money and break them in. And I will add this to the Carhartt. By the way, we're getting no, you know, we're not... A- being paid by yeah. anything by Carhartt, there it's that duck cloth like yeah. tarp, like almost it's a lower grade than canvas, but it's like canvas, in the canvas. That's the family. word I was looking for. There's some pretty doggone good knock, knockoff brands of Carhartt mm-hmm. 2.0s out there. Again, mm-hmm. you can't don't chintz out, but don't you know that's a fine line there. But look for the good material. Look for the good and look for good double stitching. Look, 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 and do a little bit of due diligence. You might be able to save a little bit of money on that, but. And I normally don't say to look for knockoff brands, but I'm not kidding. That there's some good knockoff brands in that. You no, know, here's another thing. I just thought about work pants. Another reason to get good work pants, like say Carhartts. Um, if I'm manning a checkpoint and I see somebody strolling up in skinny jeans, I'm clicking the safety off two to the chest, one to the head. Just kidding. I'm not going to do that. But I'm more likely to do that if you're wearing skinny jeans. Don't think you can get through the collapse of the United States of America and all the hell that comes with it. By wearing skinny jeans, you, you got to have the equipment. Carhartt you gotta have does the tools. not come in skinny jeans. No, there's <laughs> no. It's relaxed fit actually. Um, number no, f- yes, 40, number forty six, Mister. Number forty six. Flashlights, light sticks, and torches. Um, so flashlights are absolutely critical. You've heard me mention just a few minutes ago that the technology has come up where now a thousand lumens, which is a measurement of brightness is not an outrageous thing whereas in the past that was crazy the old mag lights you know the d-cell mag lights were like 50 lumens and everybody thought that was pretty cool you know they would tape them onto their rifles with duct tape for their like night optics and i i don't know what you can illuminate with 50 lumens um there are so many good flashlights and they're inexpensive ones too that are that are still very good variety of ways of charging them there's triple a batteries double a batteries a lot of them now thank you uh flashlight companies allow you to recharge them with a rechargeable battery and a usb charger which is phenomenal that's really become kind of a not only just an information thing where you move data around but it's also become a charging thing which is really cool to have a standardized um port if you will for those sorts of things uh, we don't have time to talk about all the cool flashlights that are out there. There are a ton of them. Um, I'm a fan of Olight. I'm a t- fan of Phoenix, which is F-E-N-I-X. Uh, yeah. uh, we have some of those. I do have a couple of Surefires, which are expensive. The Surefire Stiletto, which fits really, really well in, in jeans pockets and is very bright, is like 100 some dollars, which is kind of expensive. But for because it's my everyday carry flashlight, it's actually worth it. Um, there are a ton of YouTube videos, um, a lot of which uh, are done by uh, a guy I watch a lot of videos from, a guy named Nut and Fancy, N-U-T-N-F-A-N-C-Y, and he does a bunch of flashlight reviews, and he's very practical, and he'll say, hey, here are five flashlights. These four are really expensive, and this other one is not expensive, and it was just as good. So buy the inexpensive one that's just as good. So anyway, that's important. Light sticks, K-Loom sticks are great for a variety of things, for signaling, um, for hanging on your uh, on places like tents that you want to have a little bit of light. The other thing, and I don't expect many people to, to use this all the time, uh, K-Loom light sticks are really good. Uh, you, you get different colors, and when you go and you clear a room, you throw a red one in a room that's been cleared, and if there's an obstacle or a shooter, you you know you have a green K-Loom stick by the door. So they have a lot of specialized uses. Signaling. Yeah, um, you can pretty much use K-Loom light sticks for as many things as your imagination can conjure. Um, don't cheap out on K-Looms. Um, a lot of them that you see on Amazon, I'm told, I don't know this directly, are a little bit older, and these the, the chemicals in these things do kind of degrade over time. So if you get stuff that's four years old, it's not going to be as bright as the new stuff. So consider that. And then th- there's a notation on number 46 that Shelby's going to talk about, which are Dietz lanterns. And she was yeah. going to give a little bit of caution about Dietz lanterns yeah. and tell you what they are. So it has in quotations, number 76 Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z lanterns. What are those? Well, they are kind of the traditional 
oil lamp. Little House on the Prairie. I think ones. Little House on the Prairie, you know, holding it up. And um, and they work, and you can buy them. They're about 30 bucks. You'll need to get oil, and you'll need to get some wicking. Before, I yes, if that's something you want to use, you can. Know what you're doing, and maybe get a little bit of, you know, knowledge about that. There was, a, and I'm saying that because they can be somewhat dangerous. They mm-hmm. are, you know, you've got a little pool of oil going here. And glass. And glass. Little Molotov cocktail, yeah, slow release, basically. Thinking about it. Um, and you need ventilation. You can end up, you know, I, I used one once years and years ago, and I got nauseous because I was uh, breathing fumes that I shouldn't have been. So, great source of... Um, of light without needing to charge something or needing batteries, but just practice that one. Right now, they're very available, very readily available for about 30 bucks. So it's I would an add that if you have kids or pets yeah. around, probably don't use them because kids and or pets might knock them over and then they break and they can start fires. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. There are so many alternatives yes. to it. If it were, if Dietz lanterns were the only kind of lighting, then I would have a different approach to this. But you know, your your flashlight isn't going to burst into flames. And nope. so I consider agree. that. I think some people like the Dietz Lanterns because it it's old timey and makes them feel Little House in the Prairie homesteady. And that's cool and everything. But understand, it's coming with some it's limitations. Coming with some risk, it's not a yeah. be all and end all. So I'll go, um, go ahead and jump to number 47. Yes. And this is one that just, there's no easy answer to this. We yes. get questions about this fairly often. Number 47 is prescription medications, insulin and syringes. It's really hard to prep for the ongoing medication that many of us need. Mm -hmm. Uh, Things like insulin, things like, especially insulin, heart medication is another one. Because it's hard to get your doctor to give you extra. Mm -hmm. It's hard to get the insurance company to pay for you to have extra. And if it is something that you need to stay alive or to stay stable, that is hard. There's no easy answer to that. But as much as you can... Grab it and put it in a place where it can be kept stable. And in, a, in in other words, don't put it in, you know, a windowsill and 100 degrees in the summer. And um, I think one of the things, and we've heard of this happening. I'm not just being flip about this. Get yourself prepper fit. Yeah. If you have high blood pressure, if you have high a heart, blood sugar. high blood sugar, get yourself. If you are able to reverse that through diet and exercise, please do. Mm-hmm. Because when the collapse comes, we need you. Mm. And um, and make it so that we that you're prepping for vitamins instead of uh, um, those things. Now I realize, and I say that you know with with a with a but to it because there's times when you, many of us have these conditions and we we cannot avoid being met, uh, you know dependent on medication. But do whatever you can to stockpile that stuff. We we covered this topic, <clears throat> excuse me, when we had uh, Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy on. We had them on twice yeah. in one of the two shows, and I don't remember the episode number off the top of my head. I know I've let you down, Shelby. You you marvel at my ability to recall episode numbers. I do, and you even have that numbers. list there in front of you. It's a and little I'm not even looking though. at it. No. no cheating. <laughs> no, for the viewers, just kidding, you're listening. For the no viewers, viewers? I know. We have viewers. I did that because I'm funny. Yes, you are. Um, there are not really solutions, but there are ways to maybe get some prescription medications that Dr. Uh, Bones, real doctor, not a real name, and Nurse Amy, real nurse, real name, um, came up with. And you're right, Shelby, the, the, usually the big limitation is the insurance companies won't pay for this. Um, uh, obviously, you're probably not going to get resupplied in a real SHDF situation. One thing that could happen is in a partial collapse or any and just let's just call it maybe one variant of that, like hyperinflation, um, you still may be able to get that medication that you really need. It might just be really, really expensive and you just might have to deal with it. Um, you're right. This is one of those things. There's no easy answers. I mean, for a few things like antibiotics, excuse me, pardon me while I cough. <clears throat> Sorry about that. It's a chemo thing. Um, my throat gets really... So keep talking. I'm going to get you some water. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, Is um, uh, where was I going with this? Um, I was talking about prescription medications and resupply antibiotics. Antibiotics. Thank you. Yes. uh, Some things you can get fish antibiotics and they're they're just as good as they're they're the same thing as people antibiotics. But there's not there's not many substitutes for something if you have a very, you know, 
a very obscure heart condition. Um, there's no fish by, by stuff for that. There are also natural remedies. We do not know anything about them, and we do not have time to even begin to discuss them. They apparently exist. I have no idea if they work. There's a bunch of YouTube stuff. I would say be cautious if you have a life threatening ailment and you just decide to watch YouTube and somebody says, you know, grind up butterfly wings and smoke them. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I would risk my my life with that, but we we have no opinion because we have yeah. no knowledge on natural stuff. Well, and and I will say this, do some homework on this if you really want to search it out. There are things in the veterinarian world that are equivalent to the human world. Yep. No, find an expert, not a YouTube channel. Yeah. And do some, you can do some due diligence on that. And that is an alternative. We don't know anything about that. We have not explored it ourselves, but that could be an avenue for you. So let's go to the next one. Number 48, plastic garbage cans. Wow. We were talking about buckets earlier. We were talking about water containers earlier. And I guess uh, an extension of this topic is plastic garbage cans are great for storage, water, transporting things. Garbage cans come with wheels now. I mean, you can get garbage cans with wheels on them. And we want to talk about way easier to move. Uh, really consider it. Maybe just have one with wheels because maybe you're just oh, we moving. we have a bunch. <laughs> we have a bunch, yeah. But they're really good. Mm -hmm. um, there are some really tough garbage cans now that are really, really thick that have really good lids that snap on. Why is that important? Because if you're storing things like food, um, critters can get in. If you cheap out and you save 10 bucks on a garbage can, th those things, those critters can chew through amazing stuff and uh, they can't chew through some of these other ones. So really consider quality when it comes to these things and, and really, really, really look for wheels. I, and if I may add to this, uh, I got into <laughs> garbage cans in particular because of what you just said, storing food for the, our pets, for our mm -hmm. chickens, Animal for, for our animals. Uh, and um, if you just put, we, well, I know this from, if you've had pets for any length of time, you know, if you just put a, you know, put a bag of food, I don't know, in your garage or basement, it doesn't yeah. take long before the critters find it. And I don't care where you live, country mm -hmm. or city, they will find it. And now you have a problem. Then I looked into, okay, let me just go find one of those cutesy little at the pet store, you know, plastic storage bins for pets. They're like expensive. I know. It was ridiculous. I remember you sent me out to go get one. I'm like, oh, okay. I had no idea. I never bought yeah, one before. Expensive. And I was like, it was like eighty dollars. Yeah. And I remember thinking, I remember I called you, and I'm like, do you, I mean, I'll get this, but I mean, they're eighty bucks, and you're like, wow, that's crazy. Well, actually, we kind of need one for a variety of reasons, and so yeah, we found a little bit cheaper alternative. Yeah. What we did do, and we well, we have done for our chickens, garbage cans, mm -hmm. garbage good cans, ones. good ones, and no, the mice haven't chewed through it, the rats haven't found it, and I can seal them and put them away. They can handle the weather. Garbage cans are so great for so many things. I mm -hmm. cannot stress enough. As we as we are getting ready to transfer all the pets and animals, and some are staying, some are going, garbage cans are coming with us. Those mm -hmm. are just too handy to, to just give up. Mm -hmm. Number 49. Number 49. This one's an, a fun one, easy one, um, and it's a hard segue from the last one. Yes. See, they, they just jumbled up topics. It's weird. Shampoo, toothbrush, toothpaste, mouthwash, floss, nail clippers, etc. Toiletries. Mm-hmm. Get, get them all you can. Here's the thing that's cool about most of the things that I just listed off. They're they're not going to go bad. Mm -hmm. So things like, you know, floss, things like nail clippers, just to have them. The one thing that could go bad on here and I'm and the jury is out is toothpaste. I have found toothpaste. It's hard to find it cheap. But when I find it cheap, I buy a lot of it, which means I might have it on hand for a while. And yes, fluoride can go uh I, it doesn't have the greatest shelf life. It, it can go bad eventually. I don't care. But that just means it's less effective. It's not poisonous. Right. It doesn't mean I'm brushing my teeth. And I would rather use a less effective fluoride toothpaste than nothing. Mm -hmm. I would rather be scrubbing my teeth with something that is meant for that than nothing. So I have, I just packed them up, Glenn. I think 50 tubes of toothpaste. Nice. That's why I married her. I know. I'm kind of awesome. I have some thoughts on this. There, There are two sources of these items that are pretty cool. 
Hotels, man. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's funny. Every time we uh, we go to a prepping expo, by the way, Panhandle Preparedness Expo, October 2nd and 3rd, 2020. You'll know we're there because there will be there's a hotel will run out of exactly. toilet trees. And I, and I mention this every time we get up and we speak. I'm like, so a bunch of, a bunch of us preppers are in a bunch of local hotels. What do you want to bet that they're all out of little shampoo bottles? So there's that. Um, the cool thing about little bottles is that you can hand them out. Uh, they're good. It's good for charity. If you're going to be mobile, like you probably will be pretty mobile, obviously the smaller quantities are good. A second place to find these items, especially in smaller quantities, is the dollar store. Yes. Amazing. You can get so, I mean, you know, toothpaste is toothpaste, shampoo is shampoo, dollar store. You got it made. The little travel size yes. ones are kind of kind of expensive. I mean, it's cool. You may want some. Maybe you want some for a hygiene kit, you know, if you're going out in the field or something, you know, but excuse me. It is a, COVID. The, a travel size is check your prices on that. They're not always expensive. They're, they mm-hmm. can, yeah. Okay. So they're hit and miss. But yes, dollar store and uh, and hotels. Um, nail clippers are more important than you think. It's not just one of these things like. Oh, I want to have pretty nails. Guess what? You're going to be digging around in the dirt. You're not going to have pretty nails. What you need to do is control your nails so you don't have them too long. You don't have hang nails. Splitting. Splitting. Um, using your teeth is not the way to manage your, your nails. Uh, nail clippers, I think, are selling for a whopping 49 cents now or something like that. <laughs> Dollar so, Tree also. Dollar Tree, yeah. Absolutely. So there's the hygiene items. Well, number 50. Oh, I'm just going to announce this and she's getting all happy over here. So uh, cast iron cookware. Take it away, Shelby. Oh, please get some. (laughs) If you don't have some, get some. This is, again, it's camping season. Get some. And yes, you're going to have to put some money into it. Cast iron skill. I would the two things I would recommend. One. A, a Dutch oven pot of some kind that you can put in an oven. Um, Costco has an enameled version. Hmm. Um, I have one of those that I did not get to open. It's been moved already. Um, and then a skillet, a good skillet. Now, what if you go to a garage sale and someone has a rusty cast iron skillet and you go, oh, it's rusty. It's no hmm. good. No, 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 no. You buy that thing and you go onto YouTube, how to fix it, how to clean that up. It's not hard. You, it takes a little bit of elbow grease and, and then some grease. And then keep your cast iron stuff uh, oiled. Keep it seasoned. It's not hard to do. And if it ever gets rusty, don't worry. It can be brought back really easily. I cannot stress enough because of the versatility of cast iron. It is so good to have some and the reason why is it can go from stove to oven to campfire in case to bonking people on the head to yeah and doing you know let's just be honest doing some weights because it's hefty Hmm. it's pretty heavy um i stack two of two a pan two pans and i store them in my oven and i can we have to take them out it's like all right one two yeah that's heavy couple thoughts about cast iron don't use soap on them nope uh, which is uh an un, relatively unknown It's not thing. the end of the world. If you do, you'll have to fix it. But, but. yes. And then she mentioned seasoning them. Um, you just put some oil on and you put them in the oven. There's a million YouTube videos, maybe like 350 degrees for an hour and some oil. Um, and then they, it, it, you don't need uh, cooking oil because stuff doesn't stick. It builds up over time. You kind of need to um, nurse, if you will. It's not too much work. Your cast iron to make sure that it's not sticking. Don't get frustrated early on. It's like, oh, these eggs stuck. Well, this thing doesn't work. What you're doing is suffering from normalcy bias in which you think every single cooking wear item is like coated with Teflon or whatever and the eggs will slide off like on the TV ads. Um, that's not the case with cast iron. And just just do some YouTube stuff. It's kind of interesting. Um, guys, if you can speak fluently cast iron ease and you can describe how to season cast iron and how to wash it, chicks dig it. I'm just saying. I make a mean steak mm. in my cast iron skillet. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. Lots of butter. There yeah. you go. Okay. So next one. Number f- number 51. So that's going to be you Yay! because it's an odd one. Yes. Yay! Fishing supplies and tools. Oh, geez. First cast iron, now fishing. This just yammer, yammer, yeah, yammer. I know. So important, especially if you're going to have to do a little bit of uh, harvesting off the land near you. First of all, find out. For, please fish if you if you live somewhere where there is a waterway that has fish please learn how to do it and how and uh, what fish are in your area and what bait and tackle you need 
uh, we are moving away from the Pacific Northwest where it's basically salmon. Saltwater uh, fishes. Saltwater, saltwater. Well, salmon go back and forth. True. And then now we're going to be going to freshwater to trout and to uh, pike and things like that. Very different. So just know you need to know that. And then go fishing sometimes. Yeah. And it's can, fun. It's for fun and practice. But keep the fishing equipment you need on hand so that you can do that if you need to go fishing. So important. If you, don't, if you don't believe me, watch again. I say that. Watch the shows. Alone. New season of Alone is happening right mm. now. Uh, Naked and Afraid. All of those survivalists. Fishing is a game changer. When you are super hungry and you're able to get some fish, great, great source of protein and it can save the day. I'd like to add to that that this fishing topic is part equipment and part skill and mm-hmm. practice. The equipment part is the easy part. The the going out and doing it part is what you need to do. And it's part of the system. And it's fun. And it's great family activity, by the way. So um, make that part of it. Make part of your prepping time that you spend prepping doing things like fishing. And I think Shelby would like to mention... Our next sponsor. By the way, I'm really fun to fish with. You are. Oh, my gosh. So a couple a couple last sponsors I want to give a quick mention to. Uh, Jared Savick is one of our awesome sponsors. He and his wife um, are preppers themselves. They are realtors in the Kalispell, Montana area. And uh, But don't let that deter you. They have a really good idea what it takes to make a good prepping property, whether you want turnkey or something to build yourself. They have properties in town, out of town, and way out of town. So look them up on their website. Uh, seize the day Montana seize the day mt.com and just say Glenn and Shelby sent you the other one we have is Lizzie McDaniel Lizzie McDaniel is one of our redstate-realtors.com realtors by the way I don't mention that site enough I really need to please go on to and yes. Shelby and I just created this on a lark redstate-realtors.com and it's got a map of the red states as determined by the 2020 electoral college and you click on a state and um, for many states there is a realtor for some we don't have one yet and we're still actively seeking realtors who are part of our community who want to basically to get a lot of leads and sell homes to people who are relocating from blue states to red states and so you go on there you click on your state let's say you click tennessee in lizzie's case and there's Lizzie, and uh, she does a great job. She was a guest on a VBS that we did, and she described how being a prepper and a Christian made it really, really fulfilling for her to help other people relocate, and she gets that relocating is a different kind of realtor experience than just normal people just looking for good schools and everything like that. Also, real quick, EMP Shield. They've developed a device. You connect it to your device, protects you from an EMP or coronal mass ejection. Yay. Use the coupon code PREPPING2.0 at checkout and you get $50 off each device which is awesome. So folks, don't go away. If you are a Patreon supporter, we're going to take this discussion right into the Do after show. Do a couple show. more items. And if you're a regular show listener and not a Patreon listener, sorry, there's going to be a gap and the after show folks are going to get to hear it, but that's why you should be a Patreon. Folks, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Have a great week, everyone. You've been listening to Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. All the information you've heard today, including all our previous shows, is online at prepping2-0.com. Find out more about Glenn's books at 299days.com and Shelby's books at agreatstate.com. Until next time, be smart, be safe, and be prepared.